0: This is your host Tia. This is your host Tia. Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Top Ten. Why? Eek vibe Vibes Nation. Nation 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 Nation. The Top Ten. The Top Ten I can hear you typing. (laughs) What? I said I could hear you typing. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome back to another amazing top ten by Geek Vibes Nation. As always, I'm your host, Tia, and I have with me tonight, we're actually recording this at night, which we never do, so I have with me tonight, Brittany, how are you doing today, Brittany?
1: I'm good. It does feel a little bit odd when I'm like, oh yeah, the sh- sun should be like barely poking out of the clouds, the dawn, like the break of dawn, like doing the podcast. So it's kind of funny just seeing how dark it is outside.
0: I'm used to your update on all of your cats piling up on you uh, first thing in the morning.
1: I will say, um, only Toby's right next to me, Maddie's on the windshield, but when I initially came home and I was so exhausted, I had all three kittens on me and Toby and Maddie was like close by and I was like, I'm never going to get out of bed ever again, this is
0: the life. <laughs> um, well, so Brittany and I are recording this at nighttime uh, because yesterday was Easter, so Brittany, happy Easter, Hope uh, hope you had a good time. I know that uh, your plans kind of fell through a little, but I hope you still had a great Sunday.
1: Uh, It it was good, did a lot of work, but uh, I mean, I'm still alive, so that's good, right?
0: (laughs) Uh, Yes, we went over my grandparents' house, you know, small get-together, and it was a nice occasion, very full, ate a lot, of course. You can't go to my grandparents' house without walking away having eaten a lot.
1: Ready to go back to New York as soon as possible again, just for like your family's cooking, though no, I'm not ready to explode
0: <laughs> yeah, it was nice we brought uh we brought my dog, and she had a good time as well, so you know it was it was a good Sunday, it was a good Easter.
1: I was going to say, I will never forget the story of me, like, because I was especially around the time where I couldn't eat a lot and barely making a dent in the food your mother had given me. And I was like, okay, I'm making progress. And your mom walking over and fucking, like, piling me (laughs) up again. And the look on my face when you're like, (laughs) <laughs> She's like mom, look at her. She's not gonna be able to finish that. <laughs> I just remember my stomach dropping because I was like, I don't want to be rude because it was really good, but I was like, I can't finish this. I cause it's, like, I cause it's Italian, you know. It's like good hearty meals, right? And I'm sitting there like, I'm not gonna be able to finish this. Barely make a dent. <laughs> your motherfucker like she like doubled the plate. And I was just like, I think you could see the panic in my eyes. <laughs>
0: that's you know that's just how it goes in uh in uh the Covino fabi residence, but um yeah, <laughs> I do remember that um you know when you come to New York you gotta come ready to eat that's like um you know, I have a friend Sarah who lives over in England, and you know portions. Um, pretty much all around the world. I don't even want to say just Europe, all around the world. Because when Cindy and I went to Mexico a few years ago, I mean, the portions were significantly smaller than they are here. But, you know, again, they're smaller in Europe. So when, she, when my friend Sarah came from England over here, I mean, she was astonished by everything. Like, we went to one restaurant, she got a salad, you know. And I, it, to me, it was just an average-looking salad. And she was just like, oh, my God, it's so big. This is so huge huge um and so you know i guess that's just how americans are it's just portions are just fucking massive
1: it's like my french professor he cracks me up because uh it's kind of like same note but different notes and he was like and everything that has to do with cuisine like when we're learning like you know uh the vocab for like you know cuisine and everything and he's like uh you know he's like trying to say we don't have a glass of wine before noon and he just got this look this look like we have glasses of wine before noon i was like oh okay sir
0: um what calls it it's so funny um you know that expression it's five o'clock somewhere um Whatchamacallit. calls it. I don't know why that just reminded me. So the other day I went out to uh lunch with Cindy, right? We went out to this like Indian restaurant near my like kinda near my house. Not like directly near, but you know, not very far away. Um so we're sitting down and it's lunchtime, so it's probably around like one thirty or something, and the waiter comes over to us and he's like, Okay, what do you have? And you're like, you know what? we're both going to have drinks because who cares? It's a Saturday. And we're like, and Cindy goes, it's five o'clock somewhere. And the waiter goes, oh, um, have you guys been to Key West before? And we're like, no. And he's like, oh, that's like an expression there. And I sat there and go, that's an expression everywhere. Um, He's like, no, that's like a real expression down in Key West. And I'm like, well, probably because it's always sunny and beachy and everyone's just drinking as soon as they wake up at, like, 9 a.m. It's 5 o'clock somewhere.
1: <laughs> oh, man. That's like when we uh, when we go on cruises and stuff. But it's like, yeah, there's alcohol. And you will like, I'll have just woke up, right? It'll mm-hmm. be like, yeah, you, know, you got up early on a cruise because you're like, oh, I got to make the best of the day. It's like 8, 9 in the morning, I'm going to walk around the boat, everybody's kind of waking up, and there's already people by the pool with fucking drinks in their hand and beer, you know, the smoking sections, or you got the people smoking with their alcohol, and I'm like, man, you're re- <laughs> you really are like, this is my cruise. I am going to enjoy myself.
0: <laughs> I'll be really honest, right? I know I always refer back to the um vacation that I took with Cindy but that realistically is like the only vacation that I went to it's say just a friend to, like out of the country like of course I go and see you but that's like going to another state like her and I went to Mexico and that was like I think I was around like 24 at the time and I, yeah no we were wo- for some reason we always woke up around seven. We're on vacation. We're waking up early, right? We wake up, we have our coffee in our hotel room, and we immediately go downstairs to the pool beach area and order a freaking, like, gin and tonic and then just sit outside. Like, we were definitely that epitome of we're on vacation. Time means nothing. I'm going to have a cocktail. (laughs) You're like, I'm going to live it up. I'm going to live it up. But, yeah, um, this top ten is not about alcohol surprisingly enough (laughs) but um (laughs) it actually is about um something that we haven't ever done before but i feel like we should have and that is the top 10 black widow moments from the mcu and this is in honor of the fact that they just dropped a new trailer for the upcoming black widow movie um i forgot the new date right but Disney finally, like, got Wise, and they're doing a hybrid release. So not only will Black Widow be available in theaters, but it will actually be available on Disney Plus as well for a fee. So they're not doing what HBO Max is doing and offering it as a part of, like, the general streaming package. Um, you're going to have to pay extra, which I'm fine with. I've been saying this for a while. i like, just drop it on Disney Plus or I stop postponing it. So we're finally going to get Black Widow.
1: I'm so excited because you know what's it been like two years ago now? Was it two years ago that we whenever
0: had we have not had a Marvel movie since 2019?
1: I remember? I was so excited because Black Widow was supposed to come out in like my birth month, right? And mm-hmm. I was like, and we were still trying to set up for seeing each other. And it was like, oh, you know, and then everything hit. And I was like, well, maybe we can watch it together somehow. And then uh, then that's when the Fire Nation attacked. And we got freaking COVID.
0: Yeah, it was ridiculous. Um, I mean, as soon as HBO Max, right, as soon as, like, Warner Brothers said, hey, for 2020 or, no, for 2021, right, We're going to release all of our stuff on HBO Max as well as theaters. And some people gave them shit, but I thought that that was actually a good idea. I'm like, realistically, we don't know when any of this is ending. You know, it's all stretching so long. Um, Theaters aren't open throughout the country. Like, some places have theaters open, but, like, say in New York, there's no theaters open. So, you know how long are you going to keep pushing your movies before it starts ruining plans or it starts, you know, even becoming irrelevant? So to me, I was like, this is a good idea. I want to see Black Widow. I can't wait for it to come out. And then with Black Widow coming out, that means we'll get to finally get into phase four of the MCU. We'll see Shang-Chi. We'll see the Eternals, Doctor Strange 2, Spider-Man 3. Like these are great movies that were all postponed due to you know, not only the pandemic, but Black Widow continuously getting pushback.
1: back yes, they had to push this back, though, right, because they really needed the Black Widow movie to push it off, right?
0: Well, yeah, you know, even a Black Widow movie is technically a prequel. It is going to, you know, introduce things like um, Yelena, right, the other Black Widow who is – probably going to be taking over Natasha's role um, is going to be in the upcoming Hawkeye movie, uh, not Hawkeye movie, the upcoming Hawkeye show, which means that she'll probably be the Black Widow and future Avengers products, you know?
1: Now, if Alexi dies, I riot. Because uh, I was told if he's going
0: to die. I have a feeling that, like, everyone except Natasha, because obviously it's a prequel, so we know that she's going to live. I have a feeling that Natasha and Yelena are going to be the only ones who survive. And prior, I thought Yelena was going to die as well. But they've literally seen, like, set photos of the actress on set for the Hawkeye series, which takes place after Endgame. So I'm like, okay, Yelena definitely lives. (laughs) But I don't know about Alexi and Melina. That
1: was the whole thing, like, you know, where they're like, oh, it was, like, pretend. Like, you know, from the trailer I got was...
0: Alexei pretending to be their father at some point. Okay. So it's like, you know, the whole thing of like sleeper agents, you know, there's a show called The Americans, which is literally about these like two Russian spies that were said that they were going to go to America and their whole like, you know. Um, Uh, story is that they're a married couple and they end up having a child and they live as these happy Americans, but they're not really like a happy married couple. They're two Russian Soviet spies, you know, pretending just waiting for like the order. So I got the whole, you know, that's what they were doing because, you know, the the Red Room, the Black Widow um, program is Russian and, you know, the Red Guardian is the whole Soviet Union um product. So it's like I got the whole, you know, Alexi and Melina played by Rachel Weiss pretended to be a couple and Natasha and Yelena were their pretend children.
1: I remember like uh like uh, I remember that she says something like uh, like oh it was pretend and you know, you what's her name, Yelena? Yelena. Yeah, that she said she was like, well, it wasn't fake to me. And I'm like, oh, and then you see, let's
0: see, like, like, my girls are strong. And I'm like, yes, yes. Yeah, it looks like to me from what I got where it's like, again, it they were all put together to for appearances, right? And then Natasha left because she was like, this was all just part of our training. This wasn't ever real, you know? Um, and then she left to uh, probably go join S.H.I.E.L.D. And when she comes back, Yelena's like, yeah, we were put together, but that doesn't, you know, negate the fact that you felt like a sister to me. So sad. Right? It, it's going to be sad. I- The movie's going to be sad. I know it already. Like, I know it so much in my bones, in my heart. (laughs) But either way, I'm ready for it. I'm ready for Black Widow. Um, I'm glad that we're finally getting Marvel. I'm ready to be hurt again. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, I've been watching the Marvel show, so I'm already hurt. Like, WandaVision Uh hurt. (laughs) WandaVision hurt my soul, especially the end of WandaVision, Um, you know, that hurt um and falcon and winter soldier isn't hurting yet because we're only on episode three but it could it probably will at some point <laughs> so you know i, I i've i've been hurt already <laughs> what'd you say I feel like
1: there's so much planning right now to make everything fit together just right for like an end goal again. Because I feel like the first phase and the second phase were like a masterpiece, right? I, how many phases that we had now?
0: Three. So
1: I, the three led up to that final, like, like this is the what everything was working towards. This is everything, and so to see it gone, it's like the next bit's going to have to, like, live up to it because it's too big of a cash cow for them to just stop now.
0: Well, that was the thing. People are like, they should end with Endgame. And I even saw some people like, I'm going to stop watching after Endgame. And I'm like, if you think that Disney is going to give up, like, the thing that has made them so much money, you're delusional. And there is so much story left to tell. Like, we we haven't even got X-Men yet we haven't gotten the fantastic four yet. There's other characters we still haven't gotten yet. It's like, dude, you know these come from comics. Their world is insanely vast. Like we haven't even gotten like to the tipping point.
1: <laughs> well, you know, you know there's got to be that pride moment for Stanley for when, you know, Marvel was, you know, people still love Marvel, but you know, it wasn't at the really the forefront anymore like You know, I was always like, I like these characters, or there was video games with it, but I didn't think about it, but this really gave birth to it being, like, household, like, it was already household, like, the new generation knowing about these characters
0: and loving them. I mean, Stanley was forced to sell off some of his characters because Marvel wasn't making money. That's why, you know for years the X-Men had to be separated from the Avengers and Spider-Man was separate, you know, and blah, blah, blah. There's a reason why there's, like, three or four different studios that all owned, you know, Marvel characters as opposed to DC that's owned by Warner Brothers exclusively, right? It's like there's a reason why we kind of have this whole thing that makes it a little complicated. So it is great to know that, like, Stanley could see that, these characters are beloved and start seeing these characters come back together. So I'm happy. I'm a Marvel fan. You know, it like the Marvel universe makes me happy. Um, I love everything that I'm given for the most part. Like pe- some people just can't be happy. Obviously. Like, <laughs> um, I'll tell you this, like want like me, right. I, um, I love Marvel, but I'm not the biggest comic book reader. So I really don't have any expectations but people had like a lot of expectations with WandaVision and when those expectations weren't met in the finale suddenly everyone's like this whole show was crap even though they loved it week by week and were praising it but because they didn't get that like little I guess like validation at the end it was like all of a sudden you saw all these people turn on WandaVision but me having like no expectations and just loving the story. Um I was like I thought it was a great ending. And <laughs> I love the way it ended.
1: I think we're really going to like it, they're like I'm sorry we made you feel you heartless bastards.
0: <laughs> it Brittany, it was so sad and stressful, but it was like so sad and bittersweet. Um you know Wanda Wanda and Vision is always going to be a tragic story. <laughs> so
1: you can't you can't uh, tell me I won't be stressed out with that show.
0: Yeah, you would definitely be stressed out. But um, let's let's get into the actual top ten, right? Which is our top ten Black Widow moments from the MCU. Also, really quick before we get into that, a new trailer for the Loki show just released. You know I'm excited for that. Oh, um, man. But. <laughs> But before we get into the number 10, of course, you know, as always, we have to give a huge shout out to our friends over at Stranger Damies. As you know, Stranger Damies is the D&D podcast from the main Damie family of podcasts. I talk about them every week. They're amazing guys. Dan, Mark, and Ann are all amazing. They're members of geek vibes nation they also have another really great podcast called they call this a movie which i listen to all the time i even got my aunt um to listen to them after they did leprechaun in the hood um which apparently yeah it was so funny my my aunt was like i love that movie and i said to myself well my friends over at you know, they call this a movie, did a podcast, like, roasting it. So I sent it to her, and she listened to the whole thing, and she's like, oh, that's not the movie I was thinking about. I was thinking about, like, Leprechaun Goes Back to the Hood or something. I was like, oh, my God, there was another (laughs) There was
1: another one? What the heck?
0: Yeah. So but anyway, please make sure that you go check them out. You can find their D&D podcast over at Stranger Damies, both on Twitter and Instagram. They're amazing people. Make sure you tell them that Tia sent you. And yeah, just support awesome podcasts. That's all we ask. But Brittany, let's get into it. What's your number 10?
1: I'm gonna go ahead and go with this one, even though it is the sad one, just because I feel like there's so many better scenes, but also because it's slightly comical to me in a fucked up way. And I'm gonna have to go with Natasha dying.
0: <laughs> it. I'm gonna admit that it was a little comical in a messed up way. I, well, it's because
1: okay, you have two characters, right? And it's like. At first, it was like, you know, I would have felt really something if Hawkeye had done it, right? Because, Mm -hmm. yes, he did have a family, and if it was like, it it would have been the Tony Stark of it, right? Like, I feel like that would have been like, oh, this family man, you know, this man giving up his life for everybody else to come back and for his family to be safe. Yeah, the sacrifice. Uh, but I feel like if that had happened, then Tony's would have happened. It would not have the same effect. So I guess that's probably another reason too for everything. But having these two grown ass people trying to fling themselves off of this fucking cliff, and then they're like, "No me, no me," and they're just like holding them there. Cause I. It was so. It was so kind of weird that I. Didn't feel the full impact of her dying until later on. I was just like, I, I remember. I think uh, I think I was like by myself. I think I went and saw it by myself because I think everyone was working. And you know, you're in New York. I think I uh, ended up like looking at someone that I kind of become friends with, like in like my the movie friend. You know, when you go by yourself. I just looked at her and I was like, oh, "What?" And she's like looking at me, like, "To fuck just happened? What does that happen?" And so, like, to me, I'm just like, "That's I don't know." It's just it was funny, but I do feel like it was a big impact. And it's like in the in the more serious, it's like she did make the sacrifice. She got the soul stone. If uh, she, you know, she was the reason they were able to go bring this all together. And so for the comical reason is why it's down so low, because I felt like that could have been a little more, like, tear-jerking, you know? But I felt like, I don't know, I just felt like I couldn't be upset about it, but I did feel like it was a good scene in the fact of, like, showing what she would sacrifice for everyone.
0: Um... So, remember in Endgame, right, when they're discovering, like, where each of the Infinity Stones are and where they have to go and get them, Um, you know, and Nebula's, like, one of them's on Volmir, or Vol, I forget how to, like, pronounce it, right, but, and Natasha and Clint go, and it, like, didn't even register that they were, say, like, going there, I was like, oh, they're gonna go get the stone, and, like, then they're gonna come back, and then you remember, like, oh, wait, that's, where like Thanos flung Gamora off of a fucking ledge right and then you realize that and then you realize one of them has to die but again you sit there and go well they're Avengers they're gonna figure out a way that neither of them have to die and you're like oh no one of them's gonna die and they're both sitting there and they're like and I guess that's supposed to show how like good of friends they are or something that they have like even in that moment they had to have a little like T- you know tussle and everything but it was a little like comical because it's like i'm going to be the one who sacrifices himself no i'm going to be the one who sacrifices him <laughs> no, <I'm- laughs> and the fact that like so it was like a little funny in the way that it was framed but then the serious part goes in where she leaps off and he catches where clint catches her and he's like looking at her like don't do this. And she's like, it's okay, let me go. Um, And you realize, like, that it all comes full circle, right? Because in the beginning of that movie, where she's saying, like, this is my family, I can't be just okay with us being okay with this having happened. Like, I need to get them back. It's important that we get everyone back. Um, So it's like, people have made the argument where it's like, well, you know, Clint had a family. It's like, Natasha had a family too, and they said it too. Like they, the Avengers were her family, um, you know. So I don't know. I hate how glossed over it is in Endgame.
1: It's, it's almost like oh, well, we just got rid of a minor character, kind of death. You know
0: what I mean? And, like that's like that's around, And I was like, Natasha has been around since day one. Um, I just felt that she needed. More than that, and like her solo movie, like as excited I, as I am for it, sometimes feels like a consolation prize. Like, hey, yeah. we killed her off, but here's a prequel, and it's like, well, I don't want a prequel. I want something that's like in the continuity of the actual timeline. <laughs> I um
1: yeah. um. there oh, was something to add to that. It was just like they had like one sad scene where everybody's like sad about it, and then it was like
0: done you know yeah they okay back to business boys yeah yeah that's exactly how it felt like all right sons let's go um I did I forgot who I was talking to it was probably Jawan where I was like you know why didn't Nebula warn them and I think he like pointed out saying you know Nebula knew obviously what was required but she knew also by telling them that then you know they would have to have this, like, big argument and discussion. It was probably better to let them find out for themselves. Yeah, um, they
1: could make that decision for themselves.
0: But, you know, they didn't even have a funeral for Natasha. Like, they had a funeral for Tony. And, we, and, you know, like, we've heard Tony's name since then, right? Like, in Spider-Man 2, Far From Home, Peter was all sad about Tony dying. You know, rightfully so. But has anyone mentioned Natasha once? No, they haven't. It's like, oh, well, what a shame. And again, like, I'm watching the shows, right? I watch WandaVision. I'm watching Falcon and Winter Soldier. They're not. uh, Natasha has not been brought up once. It's like,
1: like, you could make the argument that she made just as big a sacrifice as Tony because, like, she had to willingly throw herself off. And it's like, I get that he did that. Like, he did the final snap. But everybody has, like, Tony's face plastered everywhere as, like, the savior. And it's like, she she did too,
0: you know? They wouldn't have gotten the soul stone. If it weren't for the fact that she sacrificed her life for it. And it's like, you're right. Where are the shrines of Black Widow?
1: She's so undervalued.
0: That's just not right. I don't like it. But Uh (laughs) I think it's a good way to start off the top ten. My number nine is actually going to be another Clint and Natasha moment. And it's very small. But it's so iconic, I feel like, in the MCU, especially in the first phase of the MCU. And it's them in the first Avengers movie when, when Natasha goes, this reminds me of Budapest. And Clint goes, you and I remember Budapest very differently. A <laughs> um,
1: yeah, right. and- I, 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 quick interjection. Like, Hawkeye, I don't much care for, but his interactions with Natasha are great.
0: His his character is made better by his friendship with Natasha. Um I and I really felt and I really felt that. But I love that scene because it's like they're literally fighting aliens in New York City. And the fact that, like, Natasha could be so casual that she's like, oh, you know, this just kind of reminds me of, like, another day at the office. And Clint is like, girl, what the fuck are you talking about? There are aliens coming out of the sky. There weren't aliens in Budapest.
1: (laughs) Right. I am going to say, isn't it in Budapest where they met and tried to kill each other?
0: I mean, I think that's what they, like, allude to always. You know, the whole thing was that um, wasn't Clint meant to kill Natasha because she was a KGB agent and then decided instead to kind of recruit her for S.H.I.E.L.D. You know, I really want to rewatch the first
1: Thor movie because I didn't like it and I didn't, like, much pay attention to it. But I would like to go back because what the fuck was Clint even doing at that time?
0: Well, Clint was a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent and his whole thing was like he was supposed to be like, you know, Hawkeye. He was up in the sky keeping an eye down, you know, like he wasn't on the ground or anything like that. So his whole thing pretty much was just being like an assassin slash guard, essentially making sure like Thor didn't do anything. Did that make sense?
1: That makes sense. I was just trying to remember exactly what he was, uh, which reminds me, in the Black Widow movie, I'm really actually excited to see who's behind the mask, but I will be pissed okay. off if I have another Kylo Ren situation.
0: <laughs> I think it's, because, uh, okay, right, I know this is like a long time ago, but what was it, two, three years ago when they announced like the Black Widow cast, right? And Kevin Feige had everyone come up. He had um what do you call it? He had Scarlett Johansson there, David Harbour, uh Rachel Weiss, Florence Pugh, and then this guy, and forgive me, I don't know his name, it was like O T something, right? There was this other guy and and Kevin Feige, the head of Marvel Studios, like, This is your cast for Black Widow, right? And so in the trailers, right, Scarlett Johansson's obviously Natasha, Florence Pugh is Yelena, Rachel Weiss is Melina, David Harbour is Red Guardian. Where's O.T.? He was on the stage when they announced, but we have not seen him once in the trailer. And I'm like, I bet you he's playing Taskmaster because they haven't even announced like who he's playing. And they do that sometimes in movies to be like cheeky. But I'm like, all right. He's the only person who is on that stage who got announced, and he doesn't have a film credit, and, you know, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, I, I bet you that's Taskmaster.
1: Because like, I'm, like, trying to look, and it doesn't seem like anybody knows who's playing him, but that mm-hmm. would make sense. I'm just, like, I am so sick of having these cool-ass mass characters only to be heavily disappointed when they take it off.
0: <laughs> Brittany's gonna riot as a result I will you don't even know but yeah so my number nine is uh, this reminds me of Budapest just because it's such an iconic scene it's funny it kind of like gives you this little light humor in the middle of a battle and I feel like as if it was just so like mysterious for all of the MCU where you're like what happened in Budapest Um, So, that's going to be my number nine. Brittany, what's your number
1: eight? Uh, Let me look here. I think I was going to put, oh, I think I'm going to do, uh, I think I'm going to do her escaping the Hulk. Uh Oh, in the first Avengers? Yes. Because, like, I can't remember what caused him to get angry. Because she was like, "I mean, do you call it? oh, it's when they got attacked. It was when they got attacked and they really fell down. And mm-hmm. could you imagine how fucking terrifying that would be to be like, yeah, I kind of know him. You know, I brought him here. You know, it's fine. Um, and I think he was mad at her because she was the reason he came there in the first place. Yeah,
0: so it was kind of remember- like. Just chilling, like, you know, just kind of living in the outskirts of the world, essentially.
1: Yeah. And so when that happened, and you just see him trying, you're like, thinking, oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Because it's one thing to have the Hulk after you, but I feel like to have him in such a tight space where any kind of movement will just kill you would be terrifying. And I really think that really showed how very, like, how how skilled Natasha is to be able to get away from him in that kind of situation, because you have to think about it, you know, powered up or not, or, you know, having some kind of serum in you to like survive something like that. I mean, that just takes skill. So, um, I just, I love that scene because I feel like when she got out and you're thinking, oh, yeah, she about got fucked up. But how many people could go, oh, yeah, I went face to face with the Hulk and survived, you know, (laughs) without getting limbs ripped off. I know Thor did, but he's a literal god to
0: you. I mean, come on now. That scene is terrifying when you're watching it for the first time. And you see him like unable to control himself, and she's I think trapped under something at first, and she's just looking at him like so begging, where she's like, "Don't, don't fucking do this, man. I don't want to get ripped apart um and yeah, no, so it was really terrifying, and I love that she was able to get away. I have to say, like I don't know if you like visually remember that scene." But there's such a great visual of Natasha running out and the Hulk running after her. And, you know, his body's so massive that it's, like, literally, like, crashing into, like, say, the walls around him. It's such a great, like, visual scene. Um, and I was terrified for her. I was like, he's going to catch up to her. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> I feel like the next time we see each other, we need to have a big marble marathon and watch them in, like, uh like, the canon order of them, you know, like what made the most sense. Cause I would love to see a lot of these scenes again, because that is the one thing. There's so many movies. It's like, you know, hard to kind of organize where you want to rewatch, but I would love, 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 love to watch winter soldier again. That has to be one of the best ones. And I think that's one of the ones I've seen the fewest times.
0: Oh my God. The winter soldier is my favorite movie in the MCU. I think it's the, like, it holds up the best, and it's just so good. Um, so I agree with you on that one. It's just so fucking amazing. Um, what you call it? But yeah, I love Natasha Escaping the Hulk. I I like the first Avengers movie. If you go back and rewatch it, it's a little campy at times, but I think that the first Avengers movie holds up better than Avengers Age of Ultron, in my opinion.
1: You know what I think it is? I think for the first Avengers for me is kind of like my opposite critique of the DC. I felt like it was just very bright and colorful. Like, weirdly bright and
0: colorful. Well, Captain America's, like, uniform was my least favorite uniform in that movie. And that was so bright. It was so bright. And, like, blue and everything, and, I mean, it did, I think, look more traditional to his, I guess, comic book accurate one, but I didn't like it. I was like, please take that off. (laughs) Please put something else on, anything other than that. I'd rather see you go toe-toe with Loki in, like, sweats and a t-shirt than wearing that freaking uniform.
1: I like the transformation we saw with Captain America from being kind of that Boy scouty, like, no cussing to, you know, being grungy almost, like being very, like, almost, like, very worn soldier
0: type. <laughs> What's the thing? Oh, my God. Last week we were talking about American Gods, and I forget what you said. What's the quote where it's like... um, uh, I'll I'll have your daughter home by <laughs> eleven. Or, versus your daughter calls me daddy too, or something yes. like that. Like, like Steve Rogers went from one to the other, especially in um in Infinity War. Right? He has a quote where he says something like, "I'm done asking for permission, and I'm beyond forgiveness," or something. And I was like, "Oh, damn, Steve oh, Rogers."
1: Dang. <laughs> Um, there's a, uh, that's funny though because I was thinking about, uh, where I'm interning, right? The IT director, he got on to one of the kids, not really like kids, but you know, like interns, you know, he said something, he's like language because like they had said fuck, and I said, calm down, Captain America, and he the look he gave me, like he wanted to say something, to this motherfucker, right? My IT director, by the way, has Hydra tattoos all over him. I don't know if I told you that he has Hydra tattoos all of him. And when the last time he cosplayed, he cosplayed as Red
0: Skull. Oh my God! I don't know. Is someone idolizing Hydra. There's something, something a little questionable there. Um, you know what he it? had in,
1: in his office? He has an Alexi pop. He has a Red Guardian pop. <laughs>
0: If we ever did a top ten best Steve Rogers moment, one that I would put down would definitely be Steve Rogers leaning in in Endgame and going, Hail Hydra, in order to try to, like, get the frickin' Loki staff and Tesseract, you know, away from the Hydra agents.
1: I feel like that was such a good moment for, like, the hype around, like, not hype, but, you know, when, like, it was around the time Captain America said Hail Hydra in the comics. So I yeah, like it was so fitting,
0: but it like it made more sense because I think in the comics it's like there it was like an alternate universe or something where Steve really was a Hydra agent and people really didn't like that because um, you know Hydra is a offshoot of the Nazi party, right? Mm-hmm. And Captain America was created by Jack Kirby, who's who was a Jewish man. And written to be a symbol of, you know, Jewish power fighting against Nazism. So people really didn't like the idea that you're having this character create for this specific thing being turned into, like, a Nazi pretty much. So I understood where people didn't like it in the comics, but I, I liked how they did it in the show. I'm not in the show, in the movie, because it was Steve just being smart to get what he wanted.
1: I think there's another thing though, because I know Red Skull tries to explain like he's like I don't care about any of like that, like you know like I don't care about oh all of the uh, the genocide part, but what's this other part? I'm like yeah I guess that, but you're still fucking awful.
0: Yeah, I know he tried to like make it seem like he was better. Like no, I'm like I'm a scientist, blah blah, blah. and I'm like. No, n- uh, n- let me stop you there. <laughs> still, what Have you ever seen that gif from Brooklyn Nine-Nine where, the guy, where Andy Samberg's like, cool, 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 still murder, though? <laughs> dude,
1: dude, I need to see that show. Everybody talks about how good it is, and I'm like, I have never seen it.
0: I loved Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I think it's hilarious. It's like so – it's – a, you know, a cop procedural show, but just hilarious. But not in the way of, like, Reno 911. Like, they're
1: Nine One
0: One. I heard that they are bringing it back. I heard I'm at some point they were... <laughs> the one revival we're okay with. But, um, yeah. Number eight, Natasha Escaping Hulk. Great. I'm gonna go with number seven. It's gonna be a small one, but I always thought it was hilarious to me. Um, and I'll, I'll explain it because it goes into other things as well. And it's when Natasha kisses Steve in The Winter Soldier. Um, no, and I like that scene because, um, you know, they're trying to escape Brock, right? And they're yeah. in this mall and going down an escalator and they see Brock coming up. Another escalator. And it's like, shit, how do we not get recognized, right? So Natasha turns to Steve and she goes public displays of affection make people uncomfortable and Steve's like, yes, they make me uncomfortable. And she's like, kiss me and she like kisses him. And you see how like dumbfounded Steve looks, but Natasha's just smirking. And I love how they're in the car later. And she literally turns him and goes, Is that the first time you've kissed a girl in like eighty something years? (laughs) And Steve just like, what are you trying to say? I'm bad or something?
1: (laughs) By the way, I, I did kind of think it was cute. I know Brock is
0: evil, but the way he looked away, like, ugh. <laughs> like, because PDA does make people uncomfortable. <clears throat> Brittany.
1: Don't, uh-huh. from you. don't you judge my way of life. Don't you shame <laughs> me.
0: <laughs> but anyway, I always thought that that scene was funny, because first of all, I always, like, you know, the first time we see Natasha and Steve interact is in the first Avengers movie. And I liked their interactions even though they were kind of small. But the Winter Soldier, like, really expanded on Steve and Natasha's friendship to the point where, like, they were joking around. You know, Natasha was kind of like her – Natasha was kind of like his, you know, buddy, you know, and all that. Um like, one of my other favorite scenes in The Winter Soldier is when they're in that base, like, on the computers. And Natasha's like, want to play a game? And she kind of goes to him. She goes, it's from a movie. And she's like, yeah, yeah, I, I know. I saw the movie. <laughs> and, like, to <laughs> me, I just... <laughs> oh, my
1: God.
0: Now, um, I love
1: that shit. Now, by the way, on that subject, of uh, for later on, I'm torn between that or the other thing now.
0: Thanks a lot. You're welcome. You're welcome. But, um, yeah, so I guess, like, number seven would definitely be, like, Natasha kissing Steve, but also kind of, like, Natasha's friendship with Steve. I think that's one of the things that made me the saddest when it came to Natasha dying, where I was, like, I don't know. I loved their friendship. And, like, you could see Steve was sad in Endgame. I think he even cried. Like, I think they showed a literal tear, like, run down his cheek. But I still was, like, there was never enough ano- acknowledgement of Natasha's death in the movie.
1: I felt like he was more upset over it than freaking uh, Hulk.
0: Like, Bruce Banner. You, you know me. I never shipped Natasha and Bruce. I thought that was, like, a like they forced that like whole thing on us, and I love that it didn't come to fruition. Nothing against Bruce; I love Bruce Banner. I just didn't think they had chemistry with each other. Do you um, think to they me,
1: they shoehorned that in to be like, "Oh, look, the nerdy guy got the the girl that everybody wanted."
0: I think there was a bunch of different tropes that fell into that. I think that was one of them. I think another was, "Oh, look, we have this like really badass like." you know, woman, um, we need a guy to ground her, someone that she'll leave the life for, because, you know, she was like, I'll leave this all behind for you, you know, um, and then they had to have, like, that really awkward scene where she had to, like, explain that, you know, her uterus was taken out and everything, and I'm like, oh god, we don't need any of this, why do we need, like, a 20-minute thing of, like, Natasha explaining her trauma, you know, on screen and shit, like, I I didn't like it, so I think that fell into it. Um I don't know. I, I didn't like it for a number of reasons. It just felt so unnatural to me. Um, and forced. I hate, it felt really forced. Like to me, I was like, I don't think that you need to hook Natasha up with anyone. But if you were gonna hook her up with someone, hook her up with someone who she had the most chemistry with, i.e. Steve Rogers
1: <laughs> you un you, um, uh you are like you have no shame.
0: I am definitely a Roman Rogers uh shipper. Uh is what the kids that are calling is a it.
1: Ship name.
0: I don't think I would have been able to say that. I I'm impressed. Yeah, Roman Rogers. Um they Ro- definitely Ro- loved each other. Rogers. I I have a lot of different examples the fact that Natasha showed up to Peggy's funeral and she said she was there for Steve the fact that Natasha was with Steve the whole time during freaking them being on the run um you know all the looks they gave each other in Winter Soldier you never oh oh it up
1: while they were running
0: around together 100% one, uh, Joan actually agreed and think he said that. So remember an in Infinity War, right? When sure. when freaking Bruce is, you know, cu- Bruce comes to Steve and everything, right? And Steve comes in, and Natasha's there, and Natasha's like Bruce, and Bruce is like Nat, and I think like Sam goes, this is awkward. And Juan has a theory that the reason why he says this is awkward is because Natasha is reunited with Bruce, and Sam knows for a fact that Steve and Natasha have been hooking up for two years. Oh, so he's he like, oh, this is awkward. <laughs> he knows. I, he
1: was like, he was like N- Natasha's dead? I'm going back I'm going back in the past. I ain't going to
0: die. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, a, he was like, you know, Natasha and I could have had a little farm too but she had to oh, die. So
1: yes.
0: <laughs> Don't We're all sad. You,
1: but then uh,
0: Infinity War and Endgame just broke all of us. I agree. <laughs> but um Brittany, what's your number six?
1: I'm gonna go with um I'm going to go back with the flashback of when uh, Scarlet Witch brought her back to, the, like, growing up. Or, like, i mm-hmm. try to real, witch, Was that the scene that showed the full flashback of her being trained and being, like, wheeled off to have her uterus taken out? Was that the same scene? Yes. Okay. I'm going to go with that scene because I think that was her first, like, true look at Natasha of, like, what she's been through. And... You know, it's, like, I thought that was a lot better way to, like, to show her trauma without showing it. And, like, you know, being forced to kill someone at such a young age and really knowing, like, you know, for anything she's done, for her to have come this far from how she was basically brainwashed and raised her entire life, you know, how would anybody change your mind if that's exactly how you've been raised forever?
0: Yeah. 100%. Sorry, I thought you were still going.
1: No, no, I'm good. I was just saying, like, I just, I don't know. I just thought it was very telling, and I know it was kind of short. It's kind of a short scene. But I felt like there was so much jam-packed into that scene.
0: I agree. Um, You know, as much as I didn't say like Age of Ultron, Age of Ultron gave us a lot, right? First of all it yeah. gave us the, it gave us the scarlet witch. Um and it also opened up a lot. Like people say that what happened in Infinity War was teased all the way back from Age of Ultron because if you remember Tony literally has a image of all the Avengers dead and Steve Rogers going you could have saved us Tony. And it's like look what happened in infinity war and endgame right so yeah. then you have so then you have freaking scarlet witch opening up um natasha's past and we're literally going to see that in the black widow movie so um that was really traumatizing like i think we knew That Natasha was trained, obviously, right? She was a very trained KGB agent before she was a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. But to see that she's literally been doing this since, like, a child, that one scene where she's forced to shoot the person in the head, I was like, oh, my God, that, like, flashed really quickly.
1: Didn't it show that that was, like, her, uh, like, the last thing she had to do for her initiation, basically?
0: Yeah. Yeah, that was the last thing before her quote-unquote graduation ceremony. Which uh,
1: the graduation was, is such a creepy term for it.
0: It reminds me of, I know you never watched the show The Witcher, but yeah. it's very similar. It's very similar in The Witcher. It's like their graduation ceremony and the female witches get their uteruses taken out as well. Um, That's so right, very, you know. Very, very traumatizing. But, um, yeah, that scene was very important to show um, Natasha's background, to show that she didn't have, say, a traditional upbringing, um, which, you know, explains a lot of why she is the way she is um, and also explains um, what you calls it. Remember in Age of Ultron where they're all trying to lift the hammer and she says that she's not even going to try because she's like – I, you know, I'm way too fucked up. I've done way too many bad things to even be worthy of budget. I would have like,
1: to see her try, though.
0: It would have been impressive if she actually could have because that is like, that sort of self-awareness is, you know, maybe what it takes.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah, well, I think it's, like, showing that you can change, that there's, you know— And I think that was a good thing for Thor. He lost being worth it, you know, and he gained back the right to wield Mjolnir. The
0: the best is, I'm sorry, I know, like, this is a Black Widow, like, Black Widow moments in the MCU, but I just think about all the amazing MCU moments and thinking back on, like, Cap wielding Mjolnir and Thor literally shouting, I knew it!
1: So excited about it. The guy, he knew, and, you know, and he didn't call it out. He didn't call it out. He was just like, mm, okay. But he did not want uh, Cap to best him in that, though.
0: Not in that scene, no. In that scene at Agent Ultron where they're all sitting around and Thor's being really arrogant and cocky saying no one else can lift it but him. So when he sees that Steve can budget a little, and you even now looking back see Steve, like he budge[s] a little and then he lets go immediately. He's like, ah, oh, I guess, you know, can't do it. But it's like, does Steve know that he could like fully lift that up? But he was like, you know what? I'm not going to embarrass Thor right now. <laughs>
1: trying to be humble, like, oh, you know, I'm going to take it away from him. that I think that goes to show how good a guy he is. He's like, I'm going to, like, I and also a good to have a good leader. You know what I mean? Like, someone that's not, like, they'd be like, oh, yeah, you did 100 push-ups. Well, did you know I've done 200? And they got down and did it. You'd be like, well, that kills my morale. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Um... I think the biggest blow to Thor's um, ego was in that same movie when Vision just easily picked it up and he's like, "Okay, let's go." <laughs>
1: it's a pause. By the way, did you know that in that scene when he comes alive, that he was supposed to have like have a penis? I know, I know, it's like a really weird. Sorry, I'm saying it. That Vision was supposed to come out fully like nude. And like they you
0: would are, have, like, they, they would well, never have done that in Disney film
1: no, no, I'm saying like he was supposed to be like where we wouldn't see it, but the other actors would see it like they wanted a prosthetic one on him, but the director was so disturbed once he like he they you can look up the the interview that the the director i don't I can't remember which director was the one of that film uh but that was very insistent that Vision have a prosthetic penis on, like, for the effect. But the moment he saw him like that, like, he was so insistent. The moment he saw it, he was like, take it away. You know, <laughs> it's still, he has a penis. Like, they're like, that's canon,
0: but, but, well, take that thing off. I mean, it definitely is canon, because if you watch WandaVision and vision definitely get down with each other so it's definitely canon
1: <laughs> oh my god but you've got to see that interview cuz it's so funny i'm just like trying to describe the story of what happened because uh we had a big conversation in the office of whether or not we thought um you know that he possessed one and apparently uh, a lot of people have asked that question cuz it was all over the internet when i looked
0: it up i mean it, yeah, I feel as if uh, that too again, like was very uh, uneasy territory, probably for Disney. They weren't ever gonna go in the direction of. You remember in Watchmen, the blue guy, Doctor Manhattan? Oh my like, god! Was- I
1: watched that as a child. By the way, I was not expecting that. <laughs> I was not. I, I could. Not, I could remember that. Thank you for unearthing
0: those memories for me, Tia. Thanks a lot. Well, because I just remember watching it, and I was like, was this necessary? Like, (laughs) just to see this, like, for three hours? Like, you know, I'm no prude, but it kind of takes, I I don't know. I don't know. it's kind of why?
1: And they were like, why not?
0: (laughs) Why not? (laughs) Why not? (laughs) Why not? I bet you people are listening to this, like, Jesus, he is such a prude. And I'm like, I'm just saying, it's also really impractical. You're fighting, like the dangers, and you're not going to put on some clothes? I don't know. Just, it sounds know. like it's it. <laughs> I guess um, it's like
1: creature, but
0: still, still. That reminds me of... Um, did you ever watch the full season of Alter Carbon? Like, the first season?
1: I didn't get to watch all of it, and I felt like I'd only watch season one for obvious reasons.
0: Yeah, season two really wasn't good. But... At the end, towards the end of season one, it wasn't the last episode, but maybe like the third to the last episode. Um, remember the actress who plays the sister, right? Takashi's sister? Yeah. There's a scene where it's her and like a bunch of clones of her fighting against Ortega, but the clones are all naked, like fully oh, nude. Sure. And they interviewed the actress who literally shot that scene. Like, fully fucking nude. And I'm like, I just can't imagine <laughs> having to do that. <laughs> I mean, listen, I just, the just, actress said that she different. felt really empowered and everything, and I'm like, more power to you, you know, whatever, do what you do. But I know me, I'd be like, I'm cold. <laughs>
1: I'm cold. <laughs> These girls could cut glass. Um, but I, I think it's kind of like... Um, I felt like, kind of like they were really
0: flexing that they could show nudity on television type of situation. Maybe, right? I was just like, you know, you think back and you're like, how would that scene have been any different if she was, like, wearing a bra and underwear? You know what I'm saying?
1: You know, that just makes me think of, uh, you know how, like, people always joke about what character was your sexual awakening? Somebody watched that and was like...
0: someone watched watched that and saw her and again she's a very attractive actress and she kicked ass in that scene she kicked ass in the entire season but someone definitely watched that and was like i know what i like now
1: (laughs) what i like now i uh, i like strong women there you go
0: you know what then I ain't mad at it, but I wasn't mad ever. To be, I'm just saying. <laughs> My whole point in being is that I feel like, as an actor, actress, like I would be very uncomfortable. There's a reason why, like, Amelia um, Clark, right, the girl who played Daenerys, has said that, like, now after Game of Thrones, she refuses to do topless scenes in movies and TV shows
1: because of like what, she, like, because of doing the show.
0: Well, yeah, because the Game of Thrones, when they're, like, especially in the first two seasons, they're, like, and you're topless. And it's, like, I I have to, like, imagine what that conversation must have been like. She's reading the script. She's, like, this is great, this scene. And why are my tits out now? And it's, like, yeah. well, for the story. It's, like, but, but why? There, there's no acknowledgment of it. It's not, like, a sex scene or anything. And it's, like, well, boobs, obviously.
1: Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that is you funny. Know, you know what, that makes sense, though.
0: Um, I'm just saying. Like, I, I'm just bringing that up because you brought up the whole Vision thing, and I'm just oh. then it just started spiraling. But anyway, <laughs> 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 the best thing about that, I always say this is, um, you know, Paul Bettany plays Vision, but obviously before that he voiced Jarvis, and there's an interview where, like, after he becomes vision they say oh you know now you're vision you know you're not Jarvis anymore now you're fighting crime alongside them and they're like how is that you know Paul Bettany obviously joking but you know like uh that dry sort of humor he goes oh I hate it he's like beforehand you know I went in for an afternoon did all my lines and got paid and that's it he's like now I gotta sit in the makeup chair for hours I gotta you know memorize lines it's a lower.
1: So, oh my god, I bet.
0: <laughs> but yeah. Um. Anyway, your number six, Natasha's training, love it. Um. And I'm sure that we will see plenty more of that in the Black Widow movie. But um, I'm gonna go at number five, and my scene is from Infinity War, and it's um. I don't know if this is going to trigger anything for you, but when she says uh, she's not alone, and it's in reference to um, Elizabeth Olsen's character as Wanda, about to get like defeated by that one member of the Black Order, right in Wakanda, where she's like, "You're going to die alone" or something, and Natasha's like, "She's not alone," and it's her Okoye fighting against. Yes. So it's like the three. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I know,
1: dude, that scene felt very powerful. And there's not been, like, a lot of times in movies where I'm just, like, you know, it's because I'm pretty quiet about my feelings and stuff, but that felt like such, like, a woman moment that I was like, uh, okay, I'm I'm here for all of this. Thank you. Thank
0: you for this. It felt so good. I just, like, I love that line so much. Like, she's not alone. And she says it, like, so calmly, and you, like, turn around, and there's, like, you know, two of, like, probably the most badass women in all of, like, the MCU, Black Widow and Okoye, just, like, teaming up with Wanda. I was just like, this is amazing. This is everything. I love this scene.
1: <laughs> I love Okoye. I thought she was amazing. We need to have, like, really good moments from, like, all the women of the Marvel films. Like, uh, yeah. I thought she had though, but I, we could do another list.
0: We could do another list. We probably haven't done something like that in a year or more. We can definitely vamp it up and upgrade. There's been more. Um, which oh my god, now that reminds you of right a really great scene that Okoye did was in Black Panther when um I forget like you know the character's name, but Daniel Kalua, who plays like her lover, he, he says something along the lines of because remember remember in Black Panther like Okoye's love um was on the side of Killmonger and then during that like final battle um the love right is facing off against Okoye and he's like you would you know go against me my love and she's like for Wakanda of course and like you know has her spear pointed at him and i'm just like yeah mother like yeah. do you not <laughs> she she literally gave you her answer She literally said, yeah, for Wakanda, I'll do anything. But anyway, um, I just love that scene. Like, the three of them are just such powerful women. Um, And I love how, like, to me, I always felt that um, Black Widow, like, really supported her other fellow women, if that makes sense. It's like she was, for all of us, the first in the Avengers, right? But it's, like, there's this sense, to me at least, at least in that scene, I felt like there was, like, this sense of camaraderie amongst, like, the women in the Avengers. I loved it. I thought it was a great scene.
1: I did, too. I also was, like, um, there's something I was going to add to that. Um, I think it makes a lot of sense, too, the way Natasha was raised, too, you know, being only with women in the Red Room. Because it was all women, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, that was um, their thing, you know, train, Yeah, train the Black Widows, the deadliest spiders, you know. Um, so, yeah, that, you know what, that makes a lot of sense. She's always been surrounded by fellow women, so it's like, of course, she would, you know, not feel threatened or anything, but in fact feel probably more powerful um, standing amongst uh, her fellow strong, badass women.
1: Man, I want to rewatch. And I'm really sad she's dead again. Thanks, Tia.
0: <laughs> the whole thing is sad that she's dead. It's like, why did you have to kill off Natasha? You know, I, I don't understand it. It's like, I get you wanted to probably bring in Yelena. And I'm excited for Yelena.
1: Yeah. I'm really excited
0: for her. But you didn't have to kill Natasha in the process. <laughs>
1: They're like, oh, we're going to throw it all away. And you're like, no, 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 you don't.
0: You don't have to throw the whole thing away. They're like, no, no, no. It can only be one Black Widow. So it's like, if you want, like, Yelena's Black Widow, you're going to have to get rid of Natasha's Black Widow. And I feel like the little girl in the taco commercials where it's like, why not both?
1: (laughs) I like
0: that. Have you, um, the actress who's playing Yelena, have you seen her in much? The actress, Florence Puh, I never know how to pronounce her last name and I feel like it's weird to be like Poo, Pew Puh? I don't know how to pronounce it.
1: Let me see. Uh, let me see I'm looking it up right now.
0: hmm I feel like I've seen her in something, but let me let me
1: look at her um Man, so- bring up their uh Filmography, like, right off the... Wait, there it went. I have not. But a lot of these movies are ones that are really popular, but ones I
0: have not seen. So she is, like, a good, um... I, I don't want to necessarily call her, like, up-and-coming actress, because she's been in a lot at this point, a lot of, like, well-known things, but she's still young, right? Um... <laughs> I think she's a really good actress, so I'm really excited to see her in Black Widow, and I am excited that she won't be a one-off character. Um, she was in this movie Midsommar. That was like a horror film. Yes. Made, and that movie fucking terrified me <laughs> because it's like, go ahead, sorry.
1: Oh, I was just saying, I haven't seen it, but I i read the summary on it. That shit's intense.
0: It is intense so I'm like alright so if she can act in that you know she's definitely gonna do a good job and as you said I love the scene in the trailer for the Black Widow movie where she's like telling Natasha that it wasn't pretend for her and I'm like she's. it's like probably one of those things where like Natasha is her older sister and she feels so betrayed that Natasha left and I'm like uh, 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 it's gonna kill me
1: <laughs> and you're like, thanks, my heart's dead. I appreciate it.
0: I appreciate it. But, um, Brittany, what is your number four in our top ten Black Widow moments in the MCU?
1: Let me see here. Um, uh, okay. I'm hoping that it doesn't end up on your list, but it's okay if it does. But I'm gonna go ahead and go with a different one because I think this one deserves to be higher. I'm gonna go with the uh, with uh, the beginning of Infinity War when uh, you know when they're like it's after Civil War. I think I've got this right where Vision and uh, and Scarlet Witch have uh, you know they've been kind of like rendezvousing together, you know. Like having um you know a good old time together, but they get attacked by those other people, you know Thanos's people, mm-hmm. and they get saved. And I don't know why, but I love when Black Widow's like getting onto her, like you know, like almost like the motherly type again, <laughs> talking about her taking care of women. When she, I love it when she's just um, basically getting onto Scarlet, which like I told you, you, know, you stay in touch. And like, I just like, like very much like getting onto a child. Do I have that scene right? Because I'm pretty sure that's like almost exactly the way it went.
0: Yeah, 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 you're right. So it's like Wanda and Vision are, you know, doing their meetup point so that they could have, you know, you know, they can do yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> um, they were definitely. Fuck and- well, yeah. Fuck yeah. Um, so, you know, they're they're out in public and they're getting worried because they're here and all this crazy shit. And then they get attacked by the Black Order, you know, Thanos' people. Um, and then Natasha swoops in and she's like, you said we'd be, you know, we have a rule. Stay in touch. And Wanda's like, I just wanted to stay in bed. Like, I want to stay in bed with my boo." <laughs> 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 oh,
1: it's true, though. I just, I don't know why, I like, I just love that little scene, because for me, it's like, you know, big mama Scarlet Witch, you know, not Scarlet, sorry, Black Widow coming to save her little babies, because they want to go around and fuck, you know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Natasha's like, we don't have time for this, we're on the run, and Wanda's like, I don't know, there's always time for this. We'll yeah,
1: make time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> By the way, WandaVision feel like just feels like that scene. Like Wanda's like, "You know what? I wanted more time in bed, so I'm gonna make more time in oh bed." <laughs> you've made an entire
1: like,
0: uh, entire freaking world of it. I love it. Um but yeah, I do love that scene. Just I I love that whole scene where Natasha comes in with Sam and Cap and everything and um Because, you know, Wanda was on Team Cap, but Vision was on, you know, Team Iron Man. So, like, but they're lovers. So what happens, you know, now in this world where Steve's people have to be on the run? Because, remember, they were on the run for two years, and admittedly, Wanda was probably also on the run with them, which is why Natasha says, like, you were supposed to stay in touch, but clearly they have an agreement with Tony that it's like okay, well, every once in a while, like Wanda and vision can get together, but that still doesn't mean you can't stay in touch, like as you said, Natasha is definitely the mom in that,
1: yeah, like uh she i don't know i I feel like if uh if she adopted, she would have been like the fiercest like mama bear, like, oh, what's your mom gonna do about well, she's killed more men than probably you've seen in your life, so <laughs>
0: So <laughs> my favorite uh, you know like eh, eh, what you how to word this you know Natasha probably at some point wanted to be a mom because remember in Age of Ultron uh Clint you know his wife was pregnant and Natasha was hoping that it was a girl and when the wife is like oh it's a boy, Natasha gets so mad, and she, like, looks at the woman's stomach, and she goes, traitor.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That was such a cute scene. But they still named it after
0: her. Yeah, they named it Nathaniel. And, yeah, it was, like, Nathaniel Pietro Barton. And I love how she was, like, looking at the picture, and she's smiling, and she's like, fat I <laughs> love <laughs> 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 little chub, chubby babies by the way I just want to pinch their cheeks oh my god but yeah so um Natasha definitely was like a mama bear to Wanda reminding her like that she had a curfew, and Wanda clearly didn't pay attention to the curfew for a boy. So typical Wanda. She's going through her, her teenage rebellion years, apparently.
1: In, in her early 20s. <laughs> yeah, <right.
0: laughs> However old Wanda is, she was still going through, like, the rebel She was like, listen, when I was, like, a teenager, I was fighting revolutions in my country. So now that I have no country anymore because someone, you know, landed a meteor on it practically, you know, now I'm doing this. <laughs> Man, Ultra was
1: crazy, but like Ultra was very, like, very creepy with them, by the way. Can we talk about that?
0: I always thought that the way he talked to him, especially the way he talked to uh, Wanda, where he's like, you will destroy them, and I'm like, why is this robot being really creepy to these two people?
1: I'm like, right. this. <laughs> you know what I think it is is though It's because he was created from the Mindstone stone too, right? Like from the energy of it.
0: Mm, y- yes, I believe they used. Yeah, they used some of the staff to help create him. It was, wouldn't
1: it be, you know, if Vision has a connection with Wanda because of that stone? Would it not be fair to say that Ultron probably felt very, you know, possessive
0: of those two for the same reason? It definitely could be explained that way, um, because I don't Wandered think of any other man. God. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh man pietro is rolling in his grave like dear sister please please stop banging that robo dick (laughs) 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 um what was i gonna say holy shit yeah no i i always thought that ultron was a bit creepy with them um I mean, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I'm glad that the two of them quickly kind of went on the Avengers side. Did you feel that? Like, they weren't villains for very long in that movie. Oh, not at all. And I didn't know what to think of them at first. I was
1: like, God. I was like, they got to throw in these angsty young people. And I'm like, oh, okay, same. You know, like, at first, I thought they were going to be a one-off. Like, I knew that they were, like, important characters, you know, being Magneto's children in, like, the comics. But I was kind of like, eh. And definitely, like, I really warmed up to both of them by the end of the movie.
0: Yeah, and I want to say that, like, Wanda is one of my favorite characters. Like, I certainly think she's the most powerful Avenger. Like, and I was thinking that even in Endgame, right? And then after watching WandaVision, I'm like, yo, you literally don't, like, make an entire illusion town that sustains itself without you even really concentrating or lifting a finger without being, like, the most powerful frickin' being on planet Earth, or even the universe.
1: Right? I mean, she's pretty insane. (laughs) Like, like, I fear her. Could you imagine, like, yeah, um, her children would never have anything to worry about.
0: Well, they did, kind of, in the show. (laughs) She had children in the show. I don't want to hear anything from you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Uh Um... My favorite scene of still of Wanda's is in Endgame where th- where she's like, "You took everything from me. I don't even know who you are. You will. you will." And she just and she just proceeds to like almost kill him. It's like Wanda, strongest Avenger. Um, but yeah, you, I love. Do you feel like that- Thanos
1: was? Oh, sorry, that was gonna say, do you know, almost like Thanos was like 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 I try to think like almost like really annoyed slash just confused because he's been he was kind of weird with Wanda too because like when he didn't kill her because he was like after you know he killed Vision he's like I know pain too you know and he like touches her hair I'm like what is up with
0: all these characters being weird with her that is very true. Yeah. Very like this weird thing, like where they almost are like, oh, look, she's so fragile. I have to like tiptoe around her. And I'm like, do you know who she is? Do you know who it's Wanda Scarlet is? Witch. She's the fucking Scarlet Witch. It's canon in the MCU it's ca- now. It's canon. They called her it in WandaVision. She's the fucking Scarlet Witch. She got the crown and the outfit and everything. She's Scarlet Witch. Did she not get her name until later on? WandaVision is the first time that they called her Scarlet Witch because of the weirdness. So, you know, all right, really quick background, right? Like Wanda and Pietro in the comics, are mutants, right? They're Magneto's kids. But in the MCU, because it's owned by Disney, and originally mutants were owned by Fox, Disney was allowed to use Wanda and Pietro, but they weren't allowed to say that they were mutants, and they weren't allowed to call them by their, like, superhero names. So now that Disney owns Fox and has won back the rights, now they can call them these things. So now it's like, now she's the Scarlet Witch.
1: You know, almost holding off on it was pretty good, though, because it made it just, you know, that much you know po- more powerful.
0: It made it earned, especially in, like, the context of the show where it's, like, she didn't even know, like, what a Scarlet Witch was. And then when it's explained, like, it's this natural, like, all-powerful witch that doesn't need to, you know, do spells she doesn't need to you know do incantations it's like all of that like witch power is in her and she can manipulate it herself it's like that's a scarlet witch and they're so rare they only come like once every thousand years or something and like you are a scarlet witch like to me i was like it actually worked out better Hmm? you're a wizard harry i'm sorry like Wait, in, in Falcon and Winter Soldier, right? There's a scene where Sam and Bucky are arguing. And Sam says something like, "Um, you know, whenever we're getting attacked, it's always one out of three. Aliens, robots, or wizards. And Bucky's like, there are no wizards. And Sam's like, Doctor Strange. And Bucky's like, he's not a wizard, he's a sorcerer. And Sam's like... Same thing, just no wand. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. I guess, like, they argued
1: about it.
0: They had to argue about, like, is Doctor Strange a wizard? I feel like he would be so done hearing that. He'd be like, I am the Sorcerer Supreme.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. That's, like, Sorcerer
0: Supreme shit. You'd be like, I don't know. That's just too funny. That's another thing, and I know I keep telling, like, about WandaVision, but, like, in WandaVision, when Wanda's being explained that she's the Scarlet Witch, like, the character Agatha says, you know, the Scarlet Witch is even more powerful than than the Sorcerer Supreme. Like, saying it's canon that Wanda is more powerful than Doctor Strange, and I was like, yeah, yeah.
1: pissed when he finds out.
0: I believe in Wanda supremacy. <laughs> oh my god,
1: yeah,
0: oh, you fan girl. I, I am shamelessly too. But um, yes, I love your number four, Wanda parenting. I uh, not Wanda, sorry, Natasha parenting Wanda. Perfect. Um, yeah. I'm gonna go with number three. I just really like these scenes with um Natasha. Where she's like working alongside someone. Um, again, I feel like all these are small scenes, but to me, these small scenes like stand out. Um, it's like her and personality, right? So it's going to be Natasha and Sharon fighting Bucky in Civil War because I love it so yes. much. I love it. First of all, I love Sharon Carter as well um and i love natasha's fighting style natasha has a very unique fighting style um and so to see like these two trained shield agents because we see that sharon can also hold her own and the two of them going like to- you have to think about it, right like natasha does not have any powers, right? In the comics, it is canon that she had, like, a little bit of super soldier serum in her. But that was never explained in the movie. As far as we know, that's not a thing, right? So it's yeah. like, you, ideas- so you realistically just have someone who's just a really well-trained um, assassin. Going up against someone like Bucky, who has super soldier serum in him, has a literal metal, literal metal arm um you know and is brainwashed essentially to be this like cold-hearted soulless killer and for her to like you know yeah she has sharon so you could say oh well it was two on one but in this you know it's not like they both went at him at the same time it's like they took turns and it's like natasha was kind of going toe to toe like yes he was getting the upper hand because of what he is but i still felt as if any normal person wouldn't have even been able to get like as far as she did.
1: That's true. Well you know, I, I love the interaction too where she's like, you could at least remember me. Yes.
0: I always say, um others say like, remember in the Winter Soldier movie she explains to Steve that she's um encountered the Winter Soldier before and he shot through her and everything? Like, a lot of people will say, well, that's what she's referring to. Yeah, remember she says that she can't wear a bikini anymore, and Steve was, like, being all pissy going, well, I bet you look terrible anyway, because he was all mad at her. (laughs) Why was he mad at her again? Well, he was mad because this is when, you know, Natasha was, like, holding secrets. He's finding out about the whole Winter Soldier thing. He's finding out that, like, you know all these lies that like Nick Fury was holding from him. So and you know Natasha was part of it because such a grumpy like, butt. You said so grumpy, but um, I feel like her saying that to Bucky was um, an Easter egg because in the comics it is canon that um Bucky like trained Natasha and that they had a brief like love affair with each other. So I'm like. I'm not saying that that's canon in the MCU, but I feel like as if that was an Easter egg, in my opinion.
1: No, I love that, though. I think that was definitely telling for Peggy. Not Peggy.
0: Sharon.
1: Sharon. Sorry, I wanted to call her Peggy. I know it's awful. Um, But, you know, I thought that was telling because at first I was kind of like, God, you know, she's just, you know, uh, like, poor, pitiful, you know, really, like, oh not really physically capable but just the love interest and big strong you know Captain America's got to take care of her so that soon was good because I was like dang she's going to make them catch her hands
0: I love Sharon Carter first of all I love that actress Uh, you know I love the show Revenge um, and she was the main character in that show and I think that she just like what she was able to do in that show is amazing so it's like her in the MCU, I'm like, let her act. Like, she can act. Just give her the room to do it. Um, and she was in the third episode of the Falcon and Winter Soldier, and we saw, like, so it's really funny, right? You remember how she pretty much, like, risked her entire career for Captain America by getting him his shield back, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, and so she had to go on the run, too. Like, she didn't go back to her job. She had to go on the run, just like everyone else. But she's, like, still on the run. Like, the government still hasn't pardoned her, even though they pardoned Bucky. So, at this point... At this point in the Falcon and Winter Soldier, she's, like, living in this, like, lawless town of Majapur being essentially, like, an art dealer and everything. And they're like, whoa, like, what happened to you? And she's like, I've had to survive this whole entire time. Like, you guys were all here, there, and being pardoned and shit. Like, I'm still not allowed to enter the country.
1: That's kind of shitty.
0: You're I nice know. Life. And considering she's, like, the niece of Peggy Carter, the actual, like, you know, founder of S.H.I.E.L.D., you would think she would get, like, more respect.
1: You would think with the bullshit they were doing, they'd be like, oh, pretend to date this new guy and we'll pardon you because of the bullshit they keep pulling with the fucking fake
0: dude. Oh, my God, John Walker. (laughs) Oh, my God. Every time... In the show, that he either calls himself Captain America or he calls Bucky Bucky. I want to like punch him. I'm like, you're na- you're not Captain America, and why are you calling him Bucky? He ain't your friend. He ain't your
1: friend. Uh, what's his, what is what what is he called? The White Wolf, I think. <laughs>
0: oh my god that to me I thought was the best line they're like doing this stealth mission and freaking Sam goes um he's like oh what you spent a little time in Wakanda and now you think you're the white panther and Bucky straight face without skipping a beat goes I'm the white wolf and I'm like, like internalize their names by the way
1: What'd you say? Don't you feel like they really internalize their names?
0: Like, their superhero names?
1: Yeah, they're very, like, I am this person. It's Like, okay, calm down. I got it. You're uh, you're
0: what you say you are, buddy. There's, I know I keep, like, you know, I know it's going to take you forever to watch these shows, so you'll, like, forget most of the things that I'm saying right now. But there's this scene in The Falcon and Winter Soldier, right, where... The new the fake Captain America as we're calling him, right? Yeah. So you have fake Captain So you have fake Captain America in a car with Bucky and Sam and with um fake Captain America is like his partner, right? So they're in this van and it's like, Okay, what's your name then? To like the partner. He's like, what? I'm Battlestar and Bucky's uh, like Bucky's like, I'm sorry, what? Battlestar. He's like stop the car stop the car right now uh, and they're like what he's like i'm getting stop the car and like they literally stop her and he literally gets out he's like battle star and he just like keeps walking away because it's <laughs> like well, i guess i'm following him then
1: <laughs> I, I want that makes me want to know by the way if he knows like pop culture references better than you know um than steve did
0: i mean you have to like Think about, Because, like, yeah, Steve was on ice, right, for 75 years. And Bucky was brought back, like, throughout the years. To, but he was only brought back for, like, assassination. So it's like, would he have had time to, like, know these things unless they're like, you need to know these things? I don't freaking know. I don't know. Maybe. I'm a little curious now, too. I, I am a little curious about that. But, um... What you gonna cause it? Yeah, so my number three is Natasha and Sharon fighting against Bucky. Um, it was what I wanted. I, like, again, love Natasha's fighting style. Like, remember when she was fighting against Crossbones in Civil War? She just, like, jumped in like a spider monkey, just wrapped her freaking legs around his neck and freaking took him down. Like, I love that shit.
1: I just, she's so fierce. Or was so fierce? No, don't say it like that. <laughs> I mean, now I'm now depressed. Thanks, Tia. You're a no. real bummer. You know that? Um, you said it. You said it. <laughs> well, you made my brain think it. So you're the bad guy.
0: That's how it works, right? No. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> what? Uh, what is your number two? Oh, well, what's the number two for the list, your technical number one? Uh, I am
1: going to go with uh, the chair scene where she's tied up with the, like, or whatever for me. information, and she already hadn't planned out, and she gets the call, and they're like, did you not check her for a phone? Like, and they're like looking a little confused and I, she's like, oh, it's for you, you know? And when they pick it up, they're like, oh, sorry, that's when they go, it's for you. And I put it up to her ear or something. And she's like, yeah, yeah, I'm kind of busy right now. I don't know. I just felt like that was the epitome of like her sass and how like unbothered she was with the situations that she was put in. But, uh, the one thing is, I don't remember what episode, I mean, what, um, what movie that was from.
0: So that's in the first Avengers, um, and she's in the chair, and these Russian guys are, like, interrogating her, and they say, so- they slap her, right? And they say something along the lines of, like, you think your pretty face or something will save you? Something along, right? And she yeah. just kind of, like, raises her eyebrow and goes, you think I'm pretty? And it's like <laughs> just <laughs> um, and then they when she gets the call, it's Phil Coulson, and she's like, "Yeah, what do you want? She was like, I'm working here. I got these guys eating out of the palm of my hands <laughs> like like oh she God. as you just said, she's so unbothered by it that she's like she's in a chair with her hands tied behind her back, her feet tied to the like legs of the chair, but she's like, I have the upper hand here, obviously."
1: That's like one thing is like she she kind of gives me chills with that shit with the you think I'm pretty like oh no like she's going to literally eat you.
0: She is the black motherfucking widow. <laughs> I love it. Um and then when she finally breaks out of that chair and she just defeats everyone. And she just like takes her shoes and like just walks casually. Like oh, yeah, of course she went for Bruce Banner, right? I think that's the scene where Phil like tells her that he needs her to go and get Bruce Banner.
1: Oh, yes, I know it's like such a small scene, but I just thought it was so well orchestrated because she's just so sassy. Like she has so much freaking attitude for days.
0: It is such a great scene. It's. First of all, so telling, so iconic. Um, it's her introduction in the Avengers movie. And just, again, just goes to show you how, like, in control Natasha is of probably most of the situations that she's in.
1: I just like the way she works men. I know it sounds weird, <laughs> but kill
0: you know what I mean. Well, like what? what she did with Tony, she had him eating out of the palm of her hand in Iron Man 2. Out of the palm of her hand. He could. He was with Pepper, and he couldn't help drooling over her.
1: Black <laughs> like was like the epitome of, like, I could have your name, but I don't want it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Or like when, uh, in Iron Man 2, when Happy is like, here, I'll give you some boxing lessons. And she's like, put you on the ground. <laughs>
1: <laughs> she, like, whooped his ass. Like, but I thought, I was like, is that... Not out of character, but I'm like, wouldn't that give your cover away?
0: I think in her, like, resume, she said that she was, like, uh, like a black belt in jujitsu or something like that.
1: Oh, shit. She fucked him up, though.
0: I just, as you said, I like, I know it sounds bad, like, her ability, I think... It's less maybe her ability to like manipulate guys, but more of like taking advantage of the fact that they underestimate her
1: yeah I think that, and I think that's probably why you know the Black Widow program was even a thing because who would suspect these like very attractive women that could like eat you
0: i yeah you see that, I think, in a lot of like assassin movies where you have this girl as, say, the lead, because they say, like, you know, you wouldn't expect her. And, you know, Scarlett Johansson, right, isn't a tall woman. I think she's, like, 5'3 at best, right? She's not, like, a tall woman. She's not very, like, say, physically imposing or anything. So the fact that you have this, like, smaller woman as such a skilled and deadly assassin is, like, exactly what the Black Widow program wanted. Man.
1: Now I wanna rewatch it. I want the movie to come out already. What is it, June or July for it?
0: I forgot now. You're gonna have to look it up. I completely forgot. Because it got a new date, but you know then it's also gonna be on Disney Plus. So I don't understand why it moved a date if it's gonna be on Disney Plus, but whatever, Disney works in mysterious ways, you know. <laughs>
1: Let me look real quick. Let me see. Black Widow. Um It
0: comes out uh, uh July ninth. Okay. Oh, that's so far away. <laughs> no. I can't wait for it. I'm gonna binge the fuck out of that. Like not binge because it's a movie. Sorry, now I'm so used to the T V shows. But Can i'm gonna watch the fuck out ended? i wish it I wish it came out like now. um, you know, we didn't have any Marvel stuff right in twenty twenty but now in 2021, with having division, now having the Falcon and Winter Soldier show, getting the trailer for the Loki show, I'm like, yes, we're getting more Marvel content. And you're getting all these TV shows, and you're sitting there going, why am I waiting for the fucking movies? <laughs> like, I don't want to wait anymore. We're, we're fully in to the, the new Marvel stories. I don't want to wait so long to see where they're going now.
1: I think that's, like, my thing is, like, you do get kind of spoiled for it because you kind of get so much time with each character having to wait for the other just
0: sucks. It does suck because we're going to get Black Widow, right? And as I said, like, it's not just Black Widow I'm excited for. I'm excited for all of the movies to come out. But we needed Black Widow to come out before we get The Eternal, Shang-Chi, Doctor Strange 2, Spider-Man 3. like so curious with Spider-Man 3 to see if the rumor is true that Charlie Cox is in it as as Matt Murdock because that's the rumor that's been floating around but there's been no set photos you know it's not say 100% confirmed so I'm like is that true is that not true I need the fucking movie to come out so I can see if it's true or
1: not I know because I know, that would really spell like the beginning of the best do you know what I mean like all of them coming
0: back. I would come back for the publisher. I mean, in every interview that he's in and that he's asked about it, he says yes. Um, he says that Frank Castle is still a character that's with him. So I'm like, you know, I hope, I hope Marvel's having conversations with him on low right like we don't know about it but they're having conversations I'm like as long as they're having conversations I'm good <laughs> no, we're fine we're fine can you imagine Brittany can you imagine that can you like I feel as if John Bernthal's Punisher would be best like showing up in the upcoming Blade movie but can you imagine that like can you imagine that happening him just <laughs> in it I'd be like uh, uh, Team, you would
1: <laughs> die. I don't need that to happen because I would no longer have a friend or a host
0: <laughs> i I want it to happen where we don't know about it, if that makes sense. like I don't need them to tell me that John Byrne falls in it, like I want to be there and I want to watch it like um this is a really weird comparison, right? but, but law or s v u um Elliot Stabler just came back after. 10 years of not being on the show, right? Um, But, you know, we knew about, we knew the event was happening. And the beginning, like, scene where they reunite, it was literally put out by the official Twitter page as, like, the trailer. To me, I think it would have been, like, a lot more impactful if we didn't know anything about the episode starts off, Benson is, you know, like... The whole thing starts with her seeing a car crash and, like, getting out to investigate, right? And, like, how good would it be if the episode started? We didn't know what was going on. And she's, like, looking. All of a sudden you hear Olivia. And she turns around. She's like, Elliot. And it's like, oh, my God. Christopher Maloney's back. (laughs) It would be, like, the shock I had when
1: I saw, like, in the height of, like, how SOS was Transformers. And going to the movie theater... And getting the fucking trailer, because keep in mind, I didn't have a computer at this time, uh, because I I know it's so funny. I didn't have internet or TV, like, not TV, internet or a computer. Like, I kind of had, like, my phone, but that was for texting and calling, right? And being at the theater when the Transformers trailer came on, when it was the big moon and, like, for they like, you know, see something else on the moon, I remember I was just, like, beside myself, like, wanting to like pass out like I didn't even care about the movie I was going to watch after that because I couldn't wait to like write a fan fiction story you know what I mean like where you're like instantly inspired well
0: yeah I'm trying to think like what of mine that happened like that where I was like oh my god oh my god I'm trying to think like I'm sure it's happened before where I was like huh killing Daenerys do that to you
1: when
0: like they the killed there? Oh, yeah. I mean, that was great. But I'm saying, like, something that I was, like, so excited for that, like, they kept it under wraps where you're like, oh, my God, wait, what? You know, like, oh, oh God, I'm trying to think. And maybe it was in, like, a Marvel show. Anyway, um, it, my whole point in being is sometimes it's good to, like, hold things to your chest, right? So I'm saying, like, if they brought John Bernthal back as the Punisher, I almost don't want to know about it until it happens. Like, I want to be in the movie, watching, like, like whatever movie it is. And all of a sudden, he walks in, and I'm like,
1: ah, ah. <laughs> I think it's so, so hard, hard now, because they're like, so-and-so was seen on this, uh, the set of, and it's like, can you leave the fuck alone? So I can, like, be
0: surprised. It's like, um... You know, again, me being someone who didn't read the comics, right, I I didn't know who really a lot of these characters were, so I was seeing things for the first time, but if you're a comic book reader, like, you know who, say, Nick Fury is, so, you know, at the end of Iron Man 1, when Nick Fury comes and he's like, I'd like to talk to you about the Avengers initiative, if you're a fucking comic book reader, you were freaking the fuck out when that happened, right? So it's like, and I had heard that they literally covered Samuel Jackson up when transporting him to the frickin' set so that reporters couldn't take pictures. And I'm like, you need to do something like that, like a level of that happening.
1: Right, because, I mean, the Punisher series was the only one I truly, truly cared about. Like, I loved the Daredevil and stuff, but I wanted
0: the Punisher remember when
1: I finally beat you finishing a season of something like a series of (laughs) something
0: the only time it ever happened
1: (laughs) what did I do I think I like woke up early like the
0: moment it dropped Like, I had to go to work that was the thing I had to go to work so I ended up watching like two episodes before i went to work and i had to go to work but you didn't go to work that day so you literally just like woke up early and watched all 13 episodes in like one day so it's like i you know of course was uh behind but now it's always the opposite (laughs) (laughs) I,
1: I i was impressed with myself for finishing 13 what were they like were they 30 minutes or an hour long each
0: they were, like, a solid 45 to 50 minutes, so I'm very impressed.
1: Uh, dude, I you so. want to know what else helped to, like, watch them all? What? When I, I, I showered, I put it up so I could watch it in the shower when I was showering.
0: <laughs> I think we also had a bet going on, and so it was, like, who's going to finish it first? And I think your competitive nature came in, because uh, you definitely... You definitely didn't finish the second season, so I'm not competitive. I've never been competitive so competitive Oh, before I go further, the best was, um, you and I saw civil war at the same time, just not in the same theater, like I remember we oh, went yeah, to go the yeah, same time, same time, didn't we, like like right yeah. on the dot time, yeah, like. So, for those who are listening, I live in New York. Brittany lives in Arkansas, right? And we both were like, hey, I'm seeing Civil War tonight. I'm seeing Civil War tonight. And I would be like, I'm just using a hypothetical time, right? I'm like, I'm seeing it at 8 o'clock. And you're like, I'm seeing it at 7. And, you know, because Arkansas isn't
1: I don't think we did that at first. I didn't think we pieced it together until we were
0: like, okay, I'm going to the theater. And we're like, wait a second. So, when we both come out of the theater, we both, like, text each other, like, ah! <laughs> I, I was you, a, to... with someone I was like Get yeah. rid of them so I can talk to you <laughs> yeah, I think on my way home I was just like, all right let's talk about this <laughs> uh, oh my god, it's such a good time That's such a good time but um speaking about good times, we are down to the number one on our top 10 best black widow moments in the MCU it has been a great Great um, episode. It's been a great list. There are so many amazing moments. Um, I'll go through the you know the first nine before we get down to number one. Um, <laughs> it sounds bad to start it off literally with Natasha dying. Uh, <laughs> we have Natasha dying, the Budapest mention, Natasha escaping the Hulk, Natasha kissing Steve, Natasha's training in um, training flashback. Natasha teaming up with Okoye to help Wanda fight against the Black Order. Natasha parenting Wanda. Natasha and Sharon fighting Bucky. Um, The chair scene in the first Avengers. And my favorite Natasha moment, coincidentally, also one of my favorite moments for another MCU character. And that is the scene in the first Avengers when Loki and Natasha are squaring up, and Loki says that she has so much red in her ledger, it is dripping. <laughs>
1: oh, you're really thought Why really
0: controversial that he called her that movie? Like, because he pretty much called her a stupid whore. Like That's essentially that's what he what called he, her. What he like, is what he called her. Yeah, 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 but like, you know, in fancy talk in, yeah. in Shakespeare talk. <laughs> but I love that scene so much. You have Loki, who is probably my favorite character in the MCU, you know, in the case that the Hulk was meant for, you know, on the helicopter, not the helicopter, sorry, whatever those things were, right? The helipad, whatever. You know, and Natasha goes there to talk to him, and they're, you know, she's standing there so calm, and Loki's trying to assess her, and he's, like, breaking her down. He's saying, like, you know, that she has so much red in her ledger, and she's, you know, this killer, and that she's done all these horrible things, and that, you know, he's going to kill Clint, you know, slowly in front of her and everything. And you think that Natasha's getting, like, you know really scared right he's like saying all these things and you think she's like you know getting horrified and then yeah, suddenly she, he kind of like,
1: like they cry she like turns around yes
0: she turns around like oh, like so and then when it kind of alludes that he's to- talking about the hulk she like turns around she's like so you're trying to release the hulk that's your end game here okay cool and like walks away and she's like Thank you for your cooperation. And like walks away and I'm like see
1: <laughs> so about it. He was so he's like
0: like, like come back here <laughs> He's like, I'm the god of manipulation, not you
1: <laughs> She's like, No, you more bitch, I got a new crowd. <laughs>
0: She was like, bitch, I'm, I was in the fucking KGB. I was raised in the fucking Black Widow program in the Red Room. She was like, manipulation is my middle name. I don't even know what my real middle name is anymore. I got, like, ten different passports with all fake names on it and shit. Like, <laughs> you, <laughs> That's you own name. I, I, I think they allude that Natasha isn't even her real name. Because doesn't Steve say that in, like, The Winter Soldier? He's like you know, what is your real name or something, or she's like, who do you want me to be or something like that. I forget oh, now. But, I think it was
1: something like that. That feels familiar.
0: But I love this scene. I love this scene so much with the Red Ledger because, again, it really tells you who Natasha is, that her whole entire like life has been trying to make up for everything that she's done in the past like and the reason why she sacrificed herself in the end because it's like her wanting to just do such good because of all the bad that she's done
1: do you not feel like a little bit that it's a good like 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 what would you call it a parable About, like, oh, yeah, you can have all this shit happen to you that's out of your control, but it's up to you to change it. Because she could have just been like, yeah, this is how I was raised, and this is what, you know, I'm, you know, basically fucked up. But it's like, but she chose not to continue down that path. And we said, you can't really blame her if she was brainwashed as, like, a child to be like this.
0: Yeah, I mean, you have to think of how much it must have took for her to fight against all of that training, all of that, like, and, you know, I think it goes into where, again, Yelena is kind of like, you left us. And Natasha's probably like, I had to, I couldn't become who I am, and stay there. Like, all that is, is, you know, brainwashing. And I was trying to get away from that.
1: Uh, I was gonna say, um, why is why is she helping her again? Because is she still with the Black Widows, Yelinda or Yelena? I don't what?
0: think I don't think Yelena is. I think Yelena's, but I think that Yelena, like, say, still lives maybe in it. But I don't think she's there because I think the whole point is that they're trying to take down um the program.
1: Well, because, see, the other thing was is that uh, Taskmaster in that trailer, it's, like, bring her back home. Like, bring her back to the room, basically. So that's why I was, like, if she's, if the others aren't with that, why would they be helping her?
0: Um, I mean, I think they just want to help her take down the Red Room because, you know, Yelena was also trained in it. They all all were trained in it. But I think there's a degree of maybe they were also fucked over by it. Because if you remember from the trailer, like, Alexei's literally breaking out of prison. So, you know, and the Red Guardian was supposed to be the USSR's version of Captain America. So why would they have put their symbol in prison? And it's like, well, it's like once they were done with him. You know, know they were done
1: Thinking Mm -hmm. back... It's, Mm. Alexi says to them, my girls are strong, and it's like he's kind of, like, has a hand on them, like, he's upset, and it makes me wonder if he's about to be taken to prison for trying to take them away from that lifestyle, and basically defecting, and that's why he's in prison for protecting them.
0: Right, I think that the thing with them is that they all were slowly defecting away from all of this.
1: Because it would make sense, how would Natasha, you know, start to move away if maybe, you know, he helped with that a little bit too and lost faith in it? Because he seems to be very adamant on helping them. And like you said, why would they put their greatest, you know, weapon basically in a cell if not for that he defected?
0: Right. And it's like, you have to imagine if Natasha didn't have those doubts right already there it she wouldn't have been so easily changed by clint right where clint was hey come to shield if she was so deeply brainwashed she would have been like fuck no i'm gonna kill you right now but she may have been thinking all that but because she was you know born into it you know didn't know where else to go or what else to do and then when you have someone who's finally offering you a way out it's like okay now I'm gonna defect. Man, I wish we would have got more of her. <laughs> it's this whole like, it, it's definitely a story that we still need more answers for. And I'm glad that we're getting the Black Widow movie because now we'll finally be able to get all these explanations. And I just hope that though there's not more questions than answers at the end of it. I but. But Brittany, what do you think about the number one? I mean, with that uh, that very infamous Loki and Dude, Natasha I scene. I
1: love that scene. I remember watching it, and I felt like a little like that hot, sick feeling you get when something is very intense, right? Especially yeah. when you're like trying to take that all in. And I remember I was like, oh god, you know, you know, he's doing it, like oh, this is bad, and then when she turned around and did that, I was like, instant relief. Instant relief, i was like, (laughs) dang, son, she's fucking like, I guess it just, she she was a strong female character done right, because sometimes I hate when, and it's okay to be super like that, a super tough female, but sometimes they almost make it that to be a strong character, you have, that you give up some of that, that soft femininity to it, Which isn't bad, but I'm just saying, like, it's nice to see that you can be fierce and be small at the same time. You know what I mean? That delicacy, but she's not delicate at all. She just appears that way.
0: Well, almost like they have a lot of times where it's like, oh, look, she's just this silent, you know, strong female with no personality. You know, and it's like, Natasha had a ton of personality. I just love that whole scene, like, where you thought at first Loki got through to her, and in reality, Natasha was just upper hand the entire time. Um, what, you know, which
1: looking back, if he had broken her, that would have been like, dude, that was pretty weak sauce coming from Loki. He's a little bitch.
0: Ah, don't you insult my I my love, man, Loki.
1: No, I'm saying, like, they made him so like, um, like
0: the uh, it's almost like an
1: underdog story now.
0: I love Loki. Um, But, you know, I never shy away from the fact that, like, I wrote fan fiction. And let me tell you, in 2012, when Avengers came out and that scene happened, I was like, I know what I'm writing when I get home.
1: (laughs) I was kind of talking about, like, that hot stick feeling you get when something's really intense. I was like, it was that kind of hot stick feeling. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like. I was like, <laughs> okay, I'm going to message her afterwards and let her know what I meant. But you know what? That's what I meant.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, can't wait to write. Can't wait. Like rubbing my hands together. Like, oh, yeah, going to go home and write something bad. <laughs> <laughs> write something bad. Oh, my God. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with us. Yes, 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 there is. But, um, Brittany, you know, before we wrap everything up today, did you have any honorable mentions of uh Natasha's greatest hits, as I like to call it now? Um, maybe like whenever she like she did go see Bruce Banner because
1: it was like it took some convincing.
0: I did think that was a good scene, um, where then she kind of like pulled the gun out on him, and then you notice that like he was getting observed, because you remember at first, he's like, oh, what, do you have, like, all these agents outside, and blah, 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 and she's like, no, it's just you and me, and then, like, when it looks like he may try and attack her, it's like, no, they they have agents everywhere.
1: Everywhere. No, that was intense. I liked that scene
0: a lot. I'm trying to think anything else. What do you got? Um, uh, what should we call it again? I, I love the fight scene Iron Man 2 when it's revealed finally that she is a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent and her and Happy go to, like, this facility and Happy spends, like, ten minutes fighting one person while Natasha literally, like, <laughs> knocks out 20 guys in one fell swoop. To me, and I just that thought that was, was so funny. funny. Um, I also, it's such a small, small scene but I love her in freaking, what calls it, the Winter Soldier, when Steve and Sam are talking for the first time, and she pulls up in her car and she's like, "Hey guys, I'm looking for a fossil. Can you point me to the Smithsonian?" But she's like oh talking about. I I thought I that, that, that would,
1: was I wish we would have got more interaction between her and Loki. I could have shipped it. Oh fuck oh. yeah,
0: one hundred percent. Um. And I guess the last thing is, there's a scene in Age of Ultron, right, when they're in Sokovia fighting against all the other robots, and sh- Steve, like, throws the shield to her for a second. So you literally have Natasha, like, wielding the shield for a hot second, fighting against the robots, and I'm like, I love the symbolism here.
1: I love it. <laughs> it's like, I didn't know I needed this, but now I need it.
0: But now I yeah, so yeah, the, those are like little things. Um, I just always liked Natasha. Again, she was the first female in the Avengers movie. Um, and I always thought that she was this great, like pivotal character. She was important, even with the Avengers as it kept growing and all these characters that had like powers and abilities and you know she's quote unquote just an an assassin and i still felt like she could hold her own every single time um and i did feel like a lot of times she was the glue that kept everything together so i just i love natasha i think that she deserved more respect in the mcu i think we deserved a black widow movie years ago um yeah
1: not but it's like so- a million years when she's dead
0: well okay let me tell you this right really quick before the first avengers movie came out you know it's like all the characters had their individual movies we had iron man we had two iron man movies right before the first avengers we had a thor movie we had a captain america movie and you know when i saw her in iron man 2 i was like cool we're gonna have a black widow movie now Okay, black movie didn't happen. Avengers happen. All right, well Avengers happen. We're definitely getting this Black Widow movie. Didn't happen. And I'm like, where the hell is a Black Widow movie? <laughs> like, what the hell? And then it's like, Oh, we're gonna ha we're we're finally gonna have one. Endgame happens and she's dead. And I'm like, Oh, this is our consolation prize. Okay, I see. <laughs> yeah, <you bastard.
1: laughs>
0: But then I think I remember Scarlett Johansson herself said, like, if they had done it ten years ago, wouldn't it be the story that they're doing now? And it's like, I get that, but I still wanted it.
1: I know, I'm still salty, though. It's like, I guess you're right, but I'm still salty about it.
0: Well, because, you know, this movie's supposed to take place in between Civil War and Infinity War, right? But... Why didn't we just have this movie then in between Civil War and Infinity War (laughs) to explain where she's been this whole time? Yeah, you could have had it a long
1: time ago, but they're like, well, you know, her death wouldn't have the same impact, yada
0: yada. Yeah, I don't know. It just sounds like a whole lot of bullshit to me. But anyway, I'm really excited, Brittany. uh, This was great. I love it. Can't wait for the Black Widow movie. It looks fantastic. Our man David Harbour is in it. Our girl Scarlett Johansson. Oh, Florence Harbour. Florence Puh, I'll say. Um, and Rachel Weiss are in it. So it's a absolutely fantastic cast. Um, it looks full of action. It looks espionage. It looks like Winter Soldier-esque. And considering Winter Soldier was my favorite movie, I'm like, I'm here for it. I'm pumped. Can't wait to watch it. I'll probably watch it at home, you know, mm-hmm. uh, which will be my first full movie that I've seen at home. But I don't care. At this point, I just want to see it. So I, I don't know, give a actually,
1: shit. I don't care how. <laughs> I mean, I feel like at this point, at this point, this later on, we would have already had the DVD out. We would have already had the digital version. <laughs> I
0: Well, anyway. (laughs) Go ahead, sorry.
1: No, I'm just glad that they didn't put it on, like, that they uh, stopped being so hard-headed about the Disney Plus part.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, who knows what's going on, right? Would We obviously would have wanted to see it in theaters, you know, duh, of course. But we can't, so I will watch it here at home. And I'll love every freaking minute of it. So there you go. But um Brittany, before I let you go today, why don't you tell everyone where they can find you, what you got going on, and all that good stuff.
1: Gonna say so you can always find me at Twitch at Brit. I've been playing a lot of Pokemon Randomizer. Uh I've also <laughs> got my VR headset uh set up to where I can wirelessly stream my VR headset now. It, which that reminds me to you. The next time I see you, I will I will buy a uh, a carrying case for my VR, and I will put you in VR. <laughs> Just know oh, okay. you'll get motion sick. Uh, <laughs> knowing you, cause I get motion sick, and we're both little motion sick babies. Yeah. But. Um, I'm playing Half-Life Alex, and that game is so cool that you can pick up, like, a marker in the thing, and I can legitimately, like, hold my hand like it knows the pressure of how hard I'm pushing this pencil or pen. I can see, like, this marker into the glass to, like, how thick the line is. VR's getting insane, Tia, which uh, Tia maybe should one day stream if she could get the setup for it, do some Grand Theft Auto 5 uh, and since she's so obsessed with it, it would be a
0: good time. Yeah, yeah Grand Theft Auto Five has taken over my life. Um, there has been days where I'm like, I have a lot to do today, but I'm going to play this game. And I'll, like, sit there and say to myself, um, you know, say, like, 11 o'clock, okay, I'll play for an hour, right, while Polly cleans. I'll play for an hour. And then I look at my watch, and it's like six o'clock at night, and I'm like, "Fuck!" <laughs> Does it um, have DLC
1: I have. For it?
0: Hmm. Does it have DLC for it? A DLC? I'm not sure. I don't know. There's extra been lots of updates, apparently. What did you say? Like, like extra content, like downloadable content. I mean, uh, yeah, I think there's been like a lot of like updates, right? That have added things throughout the years. Because the game literally came out in 2013. It's not a new game. It's been out for a really long time now at this point. So it's gone through a lot. But I don't know, like, a whole lot. But there is an online version. You can play online, but I much prefer playing the story. Um. But, yeah, I'm fucking obsessed. I have not been this obsessed with the game since I was, like, a teenager playing SSX Tricky. I'm like, holy shit, I'm spending hours, hours on this. But, yeah. Um. But, anyway... Please make sure that you check Brittany out. She's a very dedicated streamer who spends a lot of time, ma- more time than I spend on GTA 5, uh, <laughs> entertaining everyone. So please make sure you check that out. As for me, um, you know, you can always find me at TC Stark, uh, TC underco- underscore Stark on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, please make sure you subscribe to Geek Vice Podcast on YouTube. We have a lot of great content there. We're only um, about... 40 followers away from reaching 1,000 followers, so that's great. Please make sure you check that out. Please make sure you uh, you support the top 10 because we love what we do. We're here every single week, um, and we just want to continue being able to do this for a long time coming. But, yeah, everyone, make sure that you tell us what your favorite Black Widow moment was from the MCU, and we will both see you next week. Bye. Bye, guys.